Okay, so President Biden delivered his first public address to the nation. And let me just say this to President Biden. Can you at least mention President Trump? Can you at least credit Trump for the vaccine, which is possibly saving hundreds of thousands, millions of lives? Biden did not mention Trump by name, but he subtly took many subtle jabs. He bashed Trump numerous times in the speech. And let me just say this to President Biden. Mr. President, you are the president of the United States. Your first name is Joe. You live in the White House. These are little details. Iran is our enemy. Little details that President Biden at this point may not be aware of. So we need to remind him. So this speech marked the first anniversary of COVID-19 being declared a worldwide pandemic. And of course, Biden did not take questions. I mean, they might throw some hardballs at him. They might throw him some curveballs like, Mr. President, what color is the building that we are all in right now? And he'll be like, well, gee, that's a, that's a gotcha question. That's really not a fair question. I need to think about that one. Well, sir, it, it, it's called the White House. It is called the White House. Any idea what color it is? Hmm, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to check with my advisors and get back to them. I mean, this man should be playing golf. Just go play golf take naps during the day. So overall, it was a decent speech. In terms of the content, it was a decent speech. But here's the problem. The problem is all the things. It's not what Biden said. It's what Biden did not say. As I said, he did not thank President Trump for saving who knows countless lives. I mean, for executing Operation Warp Speed flawlessly. I mean, we if a Democrat were in power or if any Republican, if Rubio were the president. I mean, you know how many years it would have taken for us to get a vaccine. And here's the thing is, I don't even care. And he didn't mention China, as we'll get to. And what's what good is a speech? What is what good is a speech? What has Biden actually done? This is what I say after hearing for so many months about how he was going to tackle the coronavirus. By the way, if if Trump doesn't give Biden a vaccine, his his covid vaccine, his covid policies would be a total nightmare. But all you're telling me is how you're going to do it. You're going to have policies in place. You're going to follow the science. What has he done? I'm not, I don't mean this as hyperbole. What has he done? Wear masks. The country was wearing masks. Wear masks. I, I, everybody needs to wear two masks. Oh, wear two. See, Trump's policy was wear one mask. Recommended. Not, not, not mandated. Recommended. But Biden's telling people to wear two masks. He's done nothing, Biden, other than vaccine distribution. Biden has done absolutely zero in terms of preventing the spread of COVID-19. I mean, this is the biggest open, dirty secret out there. Why is nobody discussing this? And, uh, you know, the media makes it sound as though Biden is suddenly the hero, not a not a single policy instituted to fight COVID other than asking people to wear masks after he promised for a year. I mean, this massive lie being told by the media, the media just gushing over him. Um, and here's let me read you a quote here from Breitbart. Key words and phrases Biden failed to mention during his primetime address. China and Operation Warp Speed. Biden appeared to place blame on President Trump. Right into the speech saying, quote, a year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked denials for days, weeks and then months. So clearly there a subtle attack on or not so subtle attack on Trump silence denials for days, weeks and then months. So Biden did not mention the travel ban on China, Trump's bold travel ban. Weeks before it was formally declared a pandemic, Trump uh, placed a tr imposed a travel ban on China. And at the time, people questioned him. And don't remember, don't forget, Biden called Trump a xenophobe on that same day that he announced the travel ban. Biden failed to mention the words China or Wuhan, but he did mention crimes committed against. So he's not calling out China, as we expected. Democrats love to protect China. Biden's best friends with China and uh, not crediting Trump. 
And who did? What did he mention? By and he mentioned the crimes that have been committed against Asian Americans. Is this happening a lot? And I'm I'm asking this as a legitimate question. I don't know. I'm not hearing about a lot of attacks against Asian Americans in response to COVID. But he says he says Asian Americans have been attacked, harassed, blamed, and scapegoated. Now Biden also announced that he's going to force everyone, force all the states to make everybody over 18 eligible by May 1st. He wants everybody over 18 to be eligible for the vaccine. And here's my question is, who's go? that sounds all very nice and good. Who's going to lose out by that? In other words, they're going to allow 18, 19, 20-year-olds, 25, 30-year-olds to get the vaccine. That's fine as long as nobody's going to lose out on the vaccine. But isn't the point here that the most vulnerable, the elderly, the people who are at the highest risk, isn't the point that they should be first in line for the vaccine. So that's very nice that President Biden is announcing that everyone in the country over 18 is going to be eligible. But doesn't that mean then that 20-year-olds are going to be able to get it before 60 or 70-year-olds or 50-year-olds if they're the first to, to sign up on a website or, or whatever, make an appointment? So what's the what do you gain by that exactly? Uh, according to, we, we told you about this stimulus package that President Biden signed into law. Families will be getting a lot of money, $1,400 per person. According to ABC 10 News, if you, know, if you earn, I guess, as a, as a married joint couple has to be earning less than $150,000 a year, adjusted gross income to qualify for the entire stimulus pe- uh, check. If, if you're earning up to $160,000 joint, then uh, you still get a partial. Above that, you don't get anything. Uh, according to one news channel, only 22% of the relief bill is set aside for direct stimulus payments to individuals. ABC 10 News, about $420 billion out of $1.9 trillion. All right, meanwhile, Congresswoman Ilan Omar, the vicious anti-Semite, she announced she has reintroduced a bill to cancel rent and mortgage payments until 2022. So she wants to cancel rent and mortgage payments for the rest of the year Due to COVID-19, again, institute any liberal policy you want. No rent. You don't have to pay rent. Why? Because of COVID. And look, I know people are still struggling. People are struggling mightily. And and we're not going to get into all of that. because That's going to take us down a whole rabbit hole. But people are struggling. There has to be relief. Republicans, conservatives say you need to do more to lift the lockdown. That's going to be the relief. But anyway, Elon Omar wants to tell people not to pay rent, not to pay their mortgage, and... Uh, she says that what's she going to do for landlords? Because landlords are struggling big time. I mean, it is this has been devastating for landlords. She wants to create a relief bill that will help landlords who are not getting paid rent and uh, to help mortgage holders that are not getting paid mortgages. So wonderful. So we're going to tell people not to pay, and then you're going to the government's going to step in and give, give even more billions of dollars in spending to help take care of. And it's just this vicious socialist cycle. This never-ending socialist cycle hasn't passed yet, this bill, but let's see if it gains traction. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York has conceded, yes, conceded that there is a border crisis. Yeah, unbelievable. He didn't use quite those words, but he called it a mess. So we actually have a Democrat who admits the, 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 the reality that's clear, crystal clear for anybody who's paying attention that there is a border crisis. And get this, Schumer blamed it on Trump. He called Trump incompetent on the border and he blamed the border crisis on President Trump. How could he possibly get away with that? Trump solved the border crisis. Then it's numbers. The, the numbers are clear. I mean, we're not we're talking about data. We're talking about how under Trump, they sent these people back to Mexico, back to Guatemala and the detention centers were mostly empty. And I'm talking about pre-COVID. And uh, it, it, literally, Trump inherited a massive crisis. He solved it 
on his own, no help from Congress. He instituted a remain in Mexico. He got he got heat and flag for putting so much. How could he put so much pressure on Mexico? Mexico is going to stop doing business with us as if Mexico was going to stop doing business with the United States. I mean, they'd have to be suicidal out of their minds. But um, but 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 Schumer somehow gets away with on the media on mainstream media television show blaming Trump for the crisis and basically giving Biden a pass. Here's what he said. He was on The View and he said, quote, Biden inherited a huge mess on immigration and it's not going to be cleaned in a month. He's only been in office since January 20th, about six weeks. His view of immigration is not like Donald Trump's, who was nasty, negative and horrible to immigrants. One of the problems with the Trump administration is that they had so much incompetence. And of course, nobody's going to challenge Schumer on this or ask him to produce some actual facts or data to back up what he's saying, which he could clearly never do. But what is he talking? What is he talking about? Biden inherited the mess. I mean, Trump, I, I mean, the, most Democrats are smart enough to avoid the topic because Biden's policies clearly have attracted all these illegals like a magnet uh, back to the U.S. Catch and release children. I mean, they're dealing. I mean, the amount of children right now being detained is historic. It's record numbers. We're going to get to that in a moment. It's, there's been a massive surge. You look at the numbers. There's been a massive surge. Trump literally quieted down the border. He solved the crisis. And uh, Schumer says Biden inherited a huge mess on immigration and nobody says a word to challenge him. I'm the, the, the host of this television show, The View, I, I, I suspect they don't even they wouldn't even have a clue what to ask. But um, Schumer said Biden officials are rolling up their sleeves and working on the immigration problem. I mean, come on. They don't even it's a challenge. Don't you think it's a crisis? Because Obama's uh, head of immigration, he said when you have these kinds of a fraction of the numbers coming across right now in droves. He called that a crisis. So this is like not 1,000 a day. It's like 4,000 a day. Would you not call that a crisis? It's a challenge. Well, it's a challenge. Okay. Well, but at least Biden is apparently rolling up his sleeves. Let me just say this to President Biden. The border with Mexico, that's in the south of the United States. And to the north is Canada. To the south is Mexico. That's the one where there are droves of unaccompanied minors coming across thanks to your policies. And here's what Schumer said. Quote, I think it will get better in the next few months. If it does not, I will go and say... You got to do better. And if they don't, I will be public. But I got to give them a little bit of a chance because they inherited a big, big mess created by Donald Trump, whose views on immigrants just turned me off. End quote. What, what was the mess under Trump? Was it a mess for, for, for Schumer? The fact that they actually weren't allowing people who game the system, who claim asylum when they clearly do not qualify for asylum. They never come back for their hearings and they just released into the United States. Was that the mess that he's talking about? So then Biden fixed that mess. That's not the mess. he's. What mess is he talking about? Because Trump fixed the mess. He cleaned the mess. Now, now speaking of the border, President Biden, Mr. Transparency himself, who refuses to hold a press conference, one-on-one press conference with reporters, he's not letting lawyers into a detention facility, or at least his administration. Where's the transparency? Not letting lawyers into a detention facility in Texas. This is this is according to the AP, by the way, uh, or this is in the Washington Examiner, but there are parts of this which were actually reported by the AP, as we'll explain. Kids are living in squalor. The AP says that the, the kids in these detention facilities, a.k.a. kids in cages, though they were only called kids in cages under Trump. Under Biden, they're called you know, kids in facilities. What do they want to call them? Welcome centers, reception centers. Same, the, the same facilities, same cages. But anyway, according to the AP, kids are living in squalor far worse than they ever were under Trump. And lawyers have been denied access to at least one Texas border facility. They want to come and monitor and uh, see what kind of human rights abuses are being committed by Biden and what kind of conditions these kids are living in. And they're not letting them in. Um, hundreds of migrant children are being held in the Border Patrol tent facility in Donna, Texas. 
and uh, it's housing more than 1,000 people. Children are sleeping in close quarters, so don't worry about COVID anymore. Some children are sleeping on the floor because they don't have enough mats. So that means the good situation for these kids, tragically, is that they're sleeping on mats. They're sleeping on mats. But And, and remember, Biden's the one whose policies have brought these kids in. Under, under Trump, the number of kids coming across was way, way, way down. It has exploded under Biden. They don't have enough mats, so they're sleeping on floors. How about the fact that the poor kids have to sleep on mats? The, the one, the 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 luxury, the luxurious scenarios for these kids to be sleeping on mats, and nonprofit lawyers are complaining that they're being denied access. They cannot evaluate the situation. Lawyer Licia Welch said, "Quoted, it's pretty surprising." The administration talks about the importance of transparency, then will not let the attorneys for children set eyes on when where they're staying. I find that very disappointing. According to reports, some of the children at this facility have had to wait. Five days to shower and are not given soap. They're given shampoo, but not soap. That's according to the AP. Some have complained they've been there for more than a week, despite Border Patrol's three-day limit for detentions. And allegedly, some children detainees, child detainees, are not allowed to call their parents. They're not being allowed to call their parents. So talk about Biden and Kamala Harris, who promised they wouldn't be like Trump. They wouldn't separate parents from children, and they're not allowing children to call their parents. So Biden, you know, throughout the campaign, bashed President Trump's treatment of illegal children, of unaccompanied minors at the border. And yet under Trump, we never heard anything even remotely like this. There were those few weeks that he separated children from parents. He stopped that pretty quickly when there was an outcry. And then we've never heard of any sort of bad conditions under Trump, but under Biden. I mean, this is just horrific, horrific conditions. It's a challenge. It's just a challenge. We'll get past this. The media is silent. They're basically torturing these migrant kids. And that's after Trump had the problem solved. Biden went back and recreated the problem following the Obama playbook. Meanwhile, there has been a surge in illegal crossings. No surprise there. According to Customs and Border Protection, this was in Daily Wire, the southern border has seen a massive surge. In, in February, uh, CBP reported 100,400 attempted entries across the border, illegal entries across the border. That is a 28% increase from the previous month. Um, And uh, that has led to an influx of unaccompanied minors in government custody, of course, as we've been reporting. Federal officers right now have 3,200 unaccompanied minors in cages. They were cages. I know they don't call them cages now, but it's the same facilities Trump had. And under Trump, they were cages. But Oh, but they have social workers now. See, under Trump, yeah, it's the same cages. But under Trump, there was no social worker monitoring the situation. But now there is. They're getting help, so everything's fine. According to the Federation for American Immigration Reform, the Biden administration is creating a humanitarian security and health crisis by sparking the greatest surge of illegal migration in our nation's history. Remember, Biden campaigned on the pledge of not detaining kids. However, as Cabot Phillips points out, Quote, rather than breaking the pattern of detaining children, he is breaking the record for detaining children. Rather than breaking the pattern uh, that, that, that he claimed was happening under Trump, he's breaking the record for children detentions. Some Americans are old enough to remember the Biden-Harris platform, we should call it the Harris-Biden platform, that a moral failing is evident when children are locked away in overcrowded detention centers and the government seeks to keep them there indefinitely. This was like literally one of their big campaign issues. This is one of their the biggest issues because they thought that Trump was weak on this because of um, what, how Trump, what Trump did with families at the border when he separated parents from children for those few weeks. So they ran on this. This was going to be the game changer, was how they were going to treat children at these detention centers. 
and they called it immoral when children are locked away in overcrowded detention centers and the government keeps seeks to keep them there indefinitely. And that is exactly what Biden is doing, only on steroids compared to Trump way, way up, you know, surging because of the Biden policies. Now, here's my question about China. Will we ever punish China? And, and we know the answer. And it's frankly, you know, it, it's frustrating. It's disturbing that China is never going to have to suffer. And, and who knows what else they're going to now see that they can get away with. They've gotten away with murder. I mean, murder is not the word, you know, murder like uh, on a massive global scale. If they can get away with that, who knows what's next? So Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, she has called and and, and look, she's strong uh, on China and a lot of conservative issues. She has called on Team USA to not participate in the Beijing Olympics. They're having holding Olympics in Beijing in 2022, which is just disgraceful. So Senator Marsha Blackburn says that the United States should not participate. I, I would love to see that happen. I'm highly skeptical. She says that um, there should be an alternative Olympic Games, which include nations that are willing to stand up to China, to the evil, horrific China. Now, but here's my qu- very nice and good, and I, I don't think it's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. But is that really a big deal? I, I understand it would be a slap in the face to China, but like, can we do a little bit better? I, I don't mean this is a criticism against Senator Blackburn at all. It's a criticism on the entire system because we need to do better. Um, just think about some of the facts here. It, it's so startling, frightening. The virus started. Everyone agrees that the origin of the virus was in Wuhan, nine miles, within nine miles of the largest viral lab in China, where they literally research thousands of bat viruses. This is a fact. This is not something that's dis- disputed. Even the Chinese communists do not dispute the fact. The virus started somewhere in the radius of nine miles. They're, they're claiming a wet market, but they agree it was in this radius of the largest viral lab where they literally research coronaviruses, like hundreds and thousands of coronaviruses. What a coincidence. Now, num- number two, American scientists under Obama, they went and, and investigated the lab. Under Obama, they investigated the Wuhan lab and they said, this lab is a pandemic waiting to happen. The conditions here, it is so not secure. They have these dangerous, deadly viruses and they could easily be leaked. That was, that, that was, that was their conclusion. Obama's scientists back before Trump became president. Mike Pompeo said that there is evidence, ample evidence, that the coronavirus came out of the lab. Mike Pompeo, he's no radical, he's no extremist, he's not a conspiracy theorist. WHO investigators, they say, well, China's innocent because China told us themselves. And basically China controlled that investigation because they controlled the WHO. And these people had no access. They did, Literally, China just totally hampered their access. And uh, half of that group of investigators actually are Chinese. So the investigation was a sham. So here's what I say. If there is ample evidence that this thing came from the lab and if China will not let you in to investigate, it's like when Iran doesn't let us investigate their nuclear facilities. Well, you can't look. You can look here, but not here. Well, why can't we look there? We're not telling. Oh, well, gee, let's do the math here. You know, so all the evidence then suggests that China is culpable. They're guilty until proven innocent. It's very simple. And by the way, the best case scenario, the best case scenario, here's what China wants us to believe, because this is supposed to be the good case scenario, is that it came from a bat. And yet China still, they covered it up. They let it spread across the world. They could have stopped it. They could have prevented it. They did not. They did the opposite. You know, and they conspired with the, colluded with the WHO to allow it to spread throughout the world. So that's the best case scenario. Think about that for a moment. And the most egregious part, as my brother pointed out to me, is, you know, the media equates. There are two theories that the media equates, and they're not at all equivalent. 
The media equates when, when you say it leaked out of the lab by mistake to saying that it was created in a lab and China released it on purpose. Now, and by the way, it's possible that China released it on purpose. I would not put anything past China. They're evil. And they had, and they had a lot of benefits spreading this virus, including getting Trump out of office. He was, he was crushing it. But the point is, the media makes it sound like you're a quacky conspiracy theorist, a wacky you know, lunatic, if you say, well, uh, this was being researched in a lab and it leaked out of a lab, there's nothing at all wacky about that. Pompeo hinted at that. And it's a very likely scenario. The, the Obama scientists predicted that was going to happen. That's not equivalent to saying that China intentionally created and released this virus. But, but the media will have you believe if you go and say, you know what, I think it's very likely that this thing leaked out of a Chinese lab. Oh, look at that man. Wow, he's a conspiracy theorist. Look at him. He could actually believe that? He could actually believe that China created this virus? No, that's not what we said. All right, and President Trump's former EPA administrator, his former environmental chief, EPA administrator, Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Andrew Wheeler, he says that President Trump had a lot of achievements on the, the climate, on, on climate. He, he, he benefited the climate. He did a lot of good things to help the climate, and yet he's getting zero credit. The media totally buried uh, President Trump's climate achievements. And I have no doubt that this is true. Um, according to EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, and it must be so frustrating if you're Trump, you're sitting there, you're seeing all these vaccines be distributed, zero credit, the media does not mention you, Biden does not mention you. If it were Obama, if it, if it were the tables were turned, right, and uh, there was a Republican president and Obama was the one who distributed these vaccines, I have no problem with saying, by the way, thank you, President Obama. I could disagree with you viciously, vehemently, and still credit you where credit is due. And I have credited Obama. Obama killed bin Laden. At least it seems that he killed bin Laden. There's no real proof. But uh, I'm not suggesting that he didn't. I'm not, <laughs> I believe he did. I, I will credit Obama for eternity, for, for killing the most evil man on the planet, the man responsible for 9-11 and so many other horrific terror attacks, o Osama bin Laden. I mean, that was a, 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 a huge moment, a huge victory for the world, for the country, for the United States. I still think Obama was the worst president in 100 years, but I'll still credit him with that. It's not a contradiction. Why are they so terrified to credit Trump? It's because they know how successful and popular he was. But anyway, back to the EPA. So uh, believe it or not, under the Trump administration, air pollution went down 7% in the United States. Water is at the cleanest levels it has ever been in the United States, and Trump reduced carbon, carbon dioxide levels, CO2 levels, faster than European countries. Who, are, who, who have all sorts of climate um, restrictions, climate rules in place. So Trump did an awful lot to help the climate. He got out of the Paris Accord because it was a bogus, it wasn't binding. So it was going to help China and India and hurt the United States. But, but Trump did an awful lot to help the climate. Trump cares about pure water. He cares about climate issues. But it doesn't fit with the narrative that Trump is anti-science, that Trump is a climate denier. You know, the same way the media won't give him credit for, for this vaccine, warp speed, which, I, I mean, it's still, it, it, it's astonishing how quickly they got this vaccine out. It's unheard of for the government. You know, and it was the private sector, but but it was due to the government that it happened. Never could have happened otherwise. It never happened in the private sector, by the way. It takes years. So, But the, why won't they give Trump credit for it? Because it doesn't jive with the narrative that Trump is responsible for COVID. It, it's his, COVID's his fault. I mean, it's all Trump's fault. And th th this vaccine being uh, Trump, credit to Trump, all that does is just wreck that narrative, rip it to shreds. Same thing with the environment. Trump was a climate denier. He denies science. He's terrible for the environment. What do you mean? He actually did a lot of great things for the environment. Uh, well, no, that doesn't that doesn't work. Don't, you know, stop confusing me with the facts. Stop letting the facts interfere 
with the media narrative that Trump is the most evil man who has ever lived. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.